catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Bank. This is a sportsethos.com presentation. Go and check out everything that's going on over there. Plenty to see, plenty to do over at sportsethos.com. If you've got a second, uh, go and give us a rate and review on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you'll get your uh, your fix of the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Uh, we're on just about everything. Audible, I saw we're on. Stitcher, Amazon Music. Dash Radio once a week that uh, that airs on there as well. So go and check it all out. Uh, and if you have a few seconds, go and give us a, a rate and review and a comment. And uh, we love to to see all that come together. And um, the up, uptick in listeners this month has been absolutely incredible. I, I, I don't know what it was, but uh, I appreciate all the new listeners and everyone um, joining the show because it's, it's great to see uh, some interactions and, um, and, you know, seeing the listenership go up and well, this is our biggest month ever by a long way, as we saw a few few weeks ago now at the start of March. Yeah, we're well above where we've ever been, and uh, I credit all of you for, for tuning in. So all across the world, thank you very much, and um, yeah, I thought I'd just do a little shout out to everyone that, uh, that likes to tune in and hear my dulcet Australian drawl um, across the airwaves. So thank you very much, and um, yeah. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, if you're not already, at Lyle Swithenbank, L-Y-L-E-S-W-I-T-H-E-N-B-A-N-K, and at Ethos Pelicans is the show. Big one today. We are going to be chatting the delicious, how's that for an adjective, uh, win against the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta, uh, the ATL, we had... It was kids' night at, at Atlanta, and uh, they brought all the mascots out, and um, I'm glad they all got to witness what we got to, because the Pelicans leave victorious two of two so far on the road trip with one game to go against the Charlotte Hornets tomorrow. We leave victorious 117-112 behind, really, the Pelicans committee again. Um I mean, we, we talked about it on the last show, winning by committee, everyone playing their role and, and being a part of it. And once again, we saw it. The guys dug in right from the start, brought that defensive energy, and we were flying. It was honestly one of the best first quarters we've seen, uh, with Atlanta being one of the lower turn... I think it's the lowest-ranked turnover team in the league, uh, with about 11 and a half coming into this game. We managed to turn over the ball. And this is just a stat off of it that I uh, saw on the broadcast... Nine times in the first quarter. And, you know, we jumped out to a big lead and, and they fought back all credit to them, you know, in the, in the home uh, court. They've won something like uh, 15 of the last 17 at home and we decided to upset the apple cart and um, 
and nicked one from them. So we're happy with that. Uh, really great uh, result behind uh, a team that has been a bit up and down. We know that. But has uh, found a bit of a hot streak since the All-Star break. And, you know, with still no Brandon Ingram and Devontae Graham out, he was out with a hip contusion. We saw that he was a bit gimpy at the end of last game. Uh, he had a rest. And, um, yeah, the guy stepped up. Everyone... Played their role, played together, lots of communication, and honestly, just really proud of the guys. So, let's go and break it down. Quarter by quarter, as we always do. Quarter one, 35 points to 18. We jumped out behind hard defense. Herb was stealing everything. Jose was was stealing everything. Uh, Everyone was jumping in the passing lanes, making it difficult. And no one was comfortable for the Atlanta Hawks. And we exploited them. JV started really fast. Uh, besides getting a couple of fouls, Najee, uh, in place of Devontae, jumped into the starting lineup and he copped a couple of fouls. While, of course, he's, he's been inconsistent um, offensively throughout the journey, he was really good defensively, and, and you got to credit uh, how he played. Uh, I, I was really impressed by the guys. And, you know, this is a happy podcast again. Second quarter, uh, they bounce back. They start chipping away 32 uh, to 25, and guys start catching fire. Danilo Gallinari has always been a Pelicans killer. You know, he um, he always plays well against us, and today was no different. He was getting everything he wanted, and every time we'd make a run, they'd try to answer back. Not as, uh, as great a second quarter, really fought back. Halftime break, you know, that third quarter, we've really been focusing on that, and in all the halftime uh, conversations that um, that Jen Hale has on the broadcast. She talks to assistant coaches and, and they reiterate every time, let's just win this quarter. And like we say, it's, this is the premiership quarter, the, the championship quarter. You win the third quarter, you know, for a lot of the times you win the game. If you can hold on, uh, it's really important because it gives you that momentum going into the end. You know, it's downhill in that last quarter. So big third quarter, 31 to 26, took a 15-point lead going into the fourth quarter. And uh, unfortunately, Atlanta decided not to lay down. The last quarter, they fought back, got themselves uh, with a big last quarter, got it tied with a minute 34 remaining. And there were shades of the Denver game. There really were. We were getting nervous. There was a few uncharacteristic turnovers uh, down late. And luckily, this time, we managed to hold on behind big free throws from Jonas. He had a couple. He had... um, as well as Jose, and a big bucket right at the end with about 48 seconds to go. Jose hits a layup uh, after the excessive coverage on CJ uh, forced the defense to overplay, and Jose went in and had a delicious little layup by himself. So, um, you know, up by four, and they start playing the foul game, and and we do what we need to do. Last quarter, 36-26 to in favour of Atlanta, but that means that we held on by five points. The final score, as I said before, 117-112, to and we take that victory. We put it in the bank. So, what did we like? Uh, firstly, I mean, it was it was big ball. We've been playing with this tall lineup of, of JV, uh, with Jackson, and then... Uh, rotating JV out and playing uh, Billy alongside Jackson as well. And it's working. We've got that uh, athleticism that Jackson brings, which you can pair with the shooting stroke and and inside presence that Jonas and and Billy bring. And it's such a matchup nightmare because the blokes are both seven-footers. All three of them are seven-footers and and all thereabouts. And 
it gives the opposition some trouble because they just don't have the size to match him. And then Jackson is such a matchup nightmare now that he gets to just play free. The guy can defend just about. He can defend guards. He can defend forwards. Uh, and he can rotate onto the centers as well. That weak side defense help has just been phenomenal. And they're yeah, just really impressive. I've, I've really enjoyed this tall ball uh, lineup that we've been playing. It's been successful and um, we've got to keep that going. So over at the team stats, we kept them. Well, they shot 47% from the field, but 31% from three. And as a team that has Trey Young, has uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, uh, guys like that, Gallinari, Lou Williams, Red Velvet uh, being Kevin Herter, and uh, of course, they also have uh, DeAndre Hunter. These guys can shoot threes, and we had to uh, we had to uh, keep them off that, and that's what we managed to do. 10 of 32, they shot from three to our 44% from the field and 33% from three. Not a great night for us outside, but it meant that we went inside more. 7 of 21, didn't settle for those threes. We, we worked the way inside, and... Uh, and hit singles, made sure that we executed and, and kept chipping away at the lead. And, you, and all of a sudden, you build up this massive lead because you defend at one end and then get layups at the other. Free throws, 24 of 27 to there, which was 88%, and uh, 20 of 23, 87% for them, 22 assists apiece, rebounds, and that's this tall ball that we've been talking about. 54 rebounds we had to their 40, 18 offensive, and that's just the guy's classic uh, crashing the glass. You could see it. All three of the big guys had double-doubles and with rebounds, of course, and were just absolutely outstanding. I, I can't credit the big guys enough in this. They were really good. We had 12 steals. I don't know what more you can say about that. It was disruptive, which played really well. And that was despite having 17 turnovers and... and uh, pardon me, 15 turnovers to their 16. So, you know, it was pretty even. What we did turn that into is 17 points off turnovers, and they had 12. So what that meant is that we were causing upsets uh, in, into their offense and then turning them into easy transition points. And there were ones that we left on the on the, on the, uh, on the chopping room floor, unfortunately. Ones like Jose did a massive steal. He, he ran the bloke down, the little sneaky one from behind, and missed the layup in, in uh, down the stretch. And he was disappointed with that. He made up for it later on, of course, but... Um, you know there was there was plenty more opportunities for us to have scored more than uh, than that seventeen off the off of the fifteen. But again, that's the five points. That's the difference. That's the game. So uh, the the seventeen to twelve in the points off turnovers. That's the difference in the game. So if you can exploit that easy layups, easy buckets, you know they win games. Don't have to work harder. Just work smarter. And defend hard. Uh, so honestly, really, really great game. Um, over at the box score, some high minutes for a few guys uh, on the first night of a back-to-back. Obviously, go to Charlotte and, and play the team again tomorrow, so the guys will have to have a bit of a rest. CJ McCollum, 38 minutes. He had 25 points, 4 rebounds, 8 assists, 1 steal, and 9 of 26 shooting. So, honestly, it was uh, he had two turnovers and one critical one right at the end where he burned the whole shot clock and then passed it off to, to Jose. Um as the shot clock expired, the difficult thing for CJ is that while he had those 25 points, I think even he would say it was a down game for him. He, he didn't look in rhythm. There was a few shots that, you know, perhaps he would have made in, in previous games. And I think he's still coming back from COVID because, well, you know, still recovering. I think it's still lingering. You hear him in the post game 
interview and he's sitting there coughing and uh, you know spluttering and, and perhaps there is that lingering uh, issues there with with the um, I don't know they say lung capacity gets a bit reduced and and the like for a little while fatigue so hopefully he gets uh, his rhythm back and I think once Brandon comes back you know his load's gonna uh, reduce as well so uh, while he had a good scoring night it probably wasn't as efficient as we had been used to again 25 four and eight you're still pretty happy with so good game uh, by one of the the new leaders of the team Jackson Hayes had 12 and 12 in 37 minutes uh, five of 12 shooting hit a three-pointer and he was solid did everything that we talked about earlier herb Jones 11 three two four steals four or six shooting and again you know one of those guys that was given the big task of Bogdanovich down late and also Trey young at different times he was having to guard the best players, as he always does, and he did a mighty fine job on them. He, uh, with the four steals, is just unbelievable. And, you know, that doesn't count. Show the tip passes and, and uh, good body position and, and uh, good defensive rotations that he does night in, night out. Doesn't show up on the box score. But, again, just a fantastic player, and, and we're so lucky to have him. Jonas, 26-12, and 12, four assists and a steal. He was massive, really took over the game offensively. And with those rebounds, of course, uh, always a good little bonus with that. And it was one of his games where he just went aggressively at whoever was in front of him. He saw Clint Capella and he says, you're not as good as me, so I'm going to burn you. And he did. They put a Kongwu on him at points, the, the rookie, and he got burned as well. It didn't matter. Uh, he, he he knew he was better than any of them, and he took advantage of him down low. So all credit to him. Hit a three, which was good. Really uh, made Clint Capella have to guard him out there otherwise he was going to burn him and as soon as he hits a three he becomes so much more dangerous because he can beat a few guys off the dribble he can also roll down low and uh and you know back him up post up game and little drop fadeaways and floaters and the like so he he had one of those complete games that we really like from Jonas so uh great job 10 of 16 shooting there Najee Marshall as I said had a bit of foul, foul trouble 7.6 rebounds one assist and a steal and he was solid Defended well again, another one of those games that you don't really see come up on the box score, but uh, defended and, and scored where he needed to. Um, yeah, I was happy with, with what Naj brought. Good energy as always. Uh, Jose off the bench, he played at Georgia Tech, if you don't remember. He, uh, he he was their ACC Defensive Player of the Year last year and, and four-year guy, and he showed it. You know, every time he goes home he calls this his second home Atlanta and uh, he showed out in front of his family again it's where his uh, his daughter his girlfriend and girlfriend's family live uh, so they're all over there and it, he really put it on 15 points four rebounds four assists three steals five of nine shooting and he was fantastic I can't fault what Jose did tonight uh, you know he hit the clutch bucket down the stretch he hit his free throws he was stealing everything and he makes players uncomfortable he's there and, and does not let Anyone have a possession off? Kevin Herter bounced the ball up casual, uh, casually up the uh, court. Stolen. I'll take that. Don't mind if I do. He comes on immediately. The ball comes to... It gets bounced lackadaisically after a made basket to Trey Young. Jose sneaks around the back, gets it, lays it back in. Throw it in again, mate. Don't worry about it. And uh, he was just great. And he... It's that defensive intensity. It, it's contagious. All of the guys really cracked on. Uh, and then dug in on the defensive end. Billy, 17 and 10, two assists and a steal. He was great. Uh, he was getting up there and rebounding everything, uh, scoring where he needed to. You know, 17, happy with that. Not bad. 
Trey Murphy didn't score, but uh, was solid. He was long and, and really battled in that 14 minutes. And Tyrone Wallace had four points and two rebounds and playing a bit. He was solid, did nothing uh, wrong, uh, contributed, and, and, you know, he's getting a good run, good lengthy wing player and made a good play at one point where he uh, cut to the basket, got the uh, got received it from Jonas and, and laid it in. And that's all you need. Make the most of your minutes and you don't try to hit uh, threes straight away. Just come straight in and, and score at the ring and get yourself uh, looking uh, get your eye in, I guess. That's what I'm trying to say. So, really, really good. Over for Atlanta, you know, you got 27 from Gallinari, 21 from Trey Young, and 10 assists, but he was only 5 of 14 shooting, uh, and we did a really good job. Bogdanovich off the bench had 21, but 8 of 18 shooting, and they were uncomfortable. And and while they kept fighting back, we managed to hold them off, and really proud of what the guys put together. So, uh that's probably about as much as I'll say about Atlanta. They they tried, but they fell short. And we'll bank the win. So, we'll go to a break. Uh, we'll come back and do the three key takeaways. And we're just going to have a chat about the rest of the schedule going forward for the season. Because I think we're at that point now. We've got to work it out and, and see how many games we've got left. So, we'll discuss that all after these few messages. So, thank you very much to our sponsors, mybookie.ag. Use the code ETHOS when you sign up. That will give you a deposit match bonus. Make sure you do all of your gambling over there, mybookie.ag. In addition, manscaped.com, our good friends over at Manscaped. Go and check out all they've got over there. Uh, Plenty of different things for your shaving and uh, skincare and I don't know, jocks and the like. They've got everything over there. Go and check it out. Manscaped.com. Ethos20 is the code. 20% off and free shipping. We love it. And expressvpn.com forward slash hoopball. That is the website you need to go and visit to get yourself a bonus three months on a 12-month subscription with expressvpn.com. Go and check it out. Easy to use. Use on League Pass. Use it on whatever you need. And uh, protect your identity online. And finally, thrivefantasy.com, our daily fantasy sponsor over at Sports Ethos. Go and check it out. Use code ETHOS when you sign up. That will give you a deposit match bonus and some free game tickets. You can't get them anywhere else except with that code. So go and check that out. Uh, daily fantasy. Got plenty of information of that over at sportsethos.com. Check it out. And yeah, gamble responsibly. Don't chase your losses and all that sort of carry on. Anyway, just do it. So, welcome back to the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Lyle here, still here, surprisingly. Uh, And we're going to do our three key takeaways. So, number one, we won by committee. It was fantastic. I loved what we did. Uh, Really good defensively, really uh, bought in together, did exactly what we wanted, carried that momentum from Spurs game into tonight and led from the front. We slapped them around from the beginning and... You know, while they responded, instead of letting going the rope and, and letting them walk over us at the end and, and get the momentum, we made adjustments. We made them uncomfortable. We stole the ball. We intercepted. We played really well. So all credit to the guys for uh, what they put together and a good team win. It's not very often we get to say it, but the last two have been fantastic. And we just got to carry it on. One more against Charlotte. Then we get a few days off. Number two. This win means that we move to the ninth spot. We jumped the Lakers, finally. 
We've we've moved into the ninth spot firmly in the play-in now. Uh, that means if we were to play tomorrow in the play-in, we'd be taking on the Lakers at the Smoothie King Center rather than having to play them in LA. So what this means is that we're in the in the driver's seat there. It means you get home ground advantage. It means they have to travel. And it means you get to sleep in your own bed. And we can't underestimate how good it is to be at home, particularly in big games. You've got all the crowd behind you. You've got the six man, of course, is the crowd. It's a, it's a big benefit. So what we've got to do is just keep winning. But now they're in the rearview mirror. So while we're drawed with them, we've got to keep winning. Can't let it slip. Can't lose that position. And we start closing the gap on the Clippers. They've lost a few in a row. While we might not catch them, the more wins we get, the more secure we are. It also means that the pick that Lakers traded as part of the Anthony Davis trade, the first rounder, gets conveyed to us, or more likely to get conveyed to us, because they've fallen into the 10th spot, which, if you remember, the pick protections are 1 to 10. If it's beyond 10, it goes to the Grizzlies. So the percentage now means that it's more likely to fall in the 1 to 10 range than it is outside, and that's really good for us. That means we get another first round draft pick. Could we flip it for another good piece? I don't know. Or could we draft a, a high upside uh, rookie in the, another lottery pick? Of course we could. So really awesome that we could uh, potentially double down, finish above the Lakers, get that pick as well, and basically get Jonas for nothing, which would be oh, besides Stephen Adams and Bledsoe. Uh, but, you know, without giving up a first-round draft pick. So really fantastic if that could be the case. So touch wood and, and cross your fingers, cross your toes, and hopefully we can pull that off. The third key takeaway is we are so blessed to have these guys fill roles unexpectedly. Jose Alvarado, Herb Jones, you know, Trey Murphy's doing some things. Guy, Ty Wallace, you know, you pick these guys up off, I don't know, out of the ether. Low guys valued at, at draft day. And we pick them up and we put them to use. And they exceed expectations. Hard work, Najee Marshall, another one. Hard work and, and persistence, and it pays off. And it's infectious. These guys are so happy with one another. They want to play with one another. They play together. They play as a team, and they respect one another, and they want to go to work and, and win games. And it's all credit to these guys. The guys from 1 to 15 all dig in and, and come to work and have the right attitude, and you can see it on the court. It's coming together, and, and it's so exciting to see. I'm really happy that it's come together for him. I genuinely am. So let's keep winning. Let's keep doing what we've been doing and, and playing together. And, and hopefully it'll all come together uh, in the not too distant future. And, and you know what? We could end up being the playoffs. There's no reason why we stop it at play-in. So looking forward to seeing what happens there. And, and, and hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we can pull it off. I've got faith in this team. And I know a lot of the people around the, the uh, Pels fan base do as well. So let's crack on and, and see if we can win it all. Uh, well, win it all or just get into the playoffs and, you know, one step at a time. Uh, so, before I wrapped up, I said I wanted to uh, review the rest of the season going forward uh, for the schedule. So, there's not many games left. We're, I think we're at 13 games left, 12 games left. Um, and next game is obviously the back-to-back against Charlotte. That's at Charlotte and then it ends the road trip. We then get from Tuesday right through to Friday. The next game is Friday against Chicago back at the Smoothie King Center. Then a day off and we play 
San Antonio, who we just beaten. Then Monday's the Lakers. Thursday, Portland. You know, we don't have a very arduous schedule. There's, after this back-to-back, there's there's only one more, and that's Portland and Memphis right in, in May. Uh, not in May, in April. Um, so, Charlotte, Chicago, Spurs, Lakers, Portland, Lakers again, Clippers, and they're both teams we want to beat. Sacramento, you want to beat them. Portland, you want to beat them. Memphis, and then Golden State. And that's how we finish the season. I think out of that, there's so many winnable games. And the way we're playing, we should beat them. We should beat them. You know, we have to beat the Lakers. You need to beat both of them. You have to beat Portland. They're must-wins. Spurs, you have to beat because they'll be chasing us. There's plenty of winnable games here. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what we can pull out against this team. If we can string a few together, there's no reason why we can't keep going and uh, and roll straight in. Get a bit of momentum in and, and, and then beat the Lakers in the plane. And then beat whoever the 7-8 uh, result is. And then we're in. Be great. So we'll see what happens. I'm not going to get ahead of ourselves, but let's keep this momentum going. Defense leading to offense, and by golly, I'm excited. I hope we can uh, we can pull it off. So, I am going to leave it at that. We've talked for way than the more than long enough. Uh, thank you all for listening. As always, this is the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I'm your host Lyle Swithenbank. At Ethos Pelicans is the show. At Lyle Swithenbank is me on Twitter. If you'd like to follow us. Uh, we'll be back after the Charlotte game, another early one uh, tomorrow. So let's see if they can dig in and make it three for three on the road trip. So take care of yourselves and uh, speak to you tomorrow. Bye for now.